Beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord. After reading that gospel, another homily came to mind, so I don't know what you're going to get, because <laughs> I'm just not sure. Certainly, we are in demon-possessed times. Isn't it? Our, the prince of this world is having a heyday. But this is his hour, and it's only brief. And then the Son of Man will come again. So yes, we are in the birth pangs, there's no doubt. When I was in high school, actually right after high school, I was hungry for a book to read. And so a cousin of mine recommended a book by B.F. Skinner, a behavioral psychologist, Walden II. So I read it about this utopian world. At the end, it's like a bunch of hogwash. But anyway, it got me thinking about this utopia. And so for everything I kept going on throughout that point, I'm going, I'm looking for that utopian life. And then, of course, I saw that 1937 movie, I think it was Lost Horizon, and a place called Shangri-La, this place where everything is just bliss and peaceful, where you just want to spend the rest of your days, where there's no strife or struggle or trial. It's just joy and peace. And so all those times I keep thinking about that and I found my imaginary Shangri-La on the way over here, on the way home, one day from eastern Washington. I'm on eastbound 990, just past the old black Angus cattle ramp. And as you're going down the road and you're about to turn up to start going up to Indian John Hill, you'll see the Tanham Road. And off to the left, you see a barn, and then the road, and these hills, and you have this imagination, at least I did the first time I saw it with snow on the ground, there must be a beautiful place back there where there's just peace. No troubles, no struggles, no trials, just bliss. And so every time we'd go by that, years pass, I'd tell Pawnee, there's my Shangri-La. And to this day, I still do. I always look down there. There used to be a picture down below in the church. It was Father Joseph's, but it was, he had it hanging in the hall downstairs. And there was this stream and this trail in this snow scene. And it kind of wandered off down into the trees. And you wonder where that went. And that was a Shangri-La to me, a place of bliss. Well, we know that life on this side of the sod doesn't have a true Shangri-La. Oh, we might have a brief moment, a brief respite, if we move somewhere that we think this is going to be it, or go somewhere and think that's going to be it, here will be this place, or this community is going to find me a place where there will be no strife. But eventually it does raise its head. We can't get away from it in this world. Jesus is trying to teach his apostles how to live with that. Now certainly, when the Jews were waiting for the Messiah, they had this utopian vision of mind. The reign of Israel, there's going to be a peace longer than the peace of David. There was peace during the time of King David within the region of the king. But the king still went on campaigns. He still went to do battles. And on one battle is when he got in trouble with Bathsheba. When he sent his men out to fight... He was there. 
And so even in the Davidic kingdom with David, there wasn't complete peace. There was always having to confront something. Someone was always trying to come in and take away. But with the advent of the Messiah that was prophesied, this is going to end it all. The reign of Israel would be everlasting. Here they're thinking of an earthly term. But Jesus came to say, no, that's not the way it's going to be. And he would start teaching his apostles, and he'd have them follow him and observe everything he did and hear everything he heard, everything he said. Trying to get them to understand who he is and where his kingdom is. My kingdom is not of this world. And so the Gospels, the readings up to our Gospel today talks about healings. The healing of, of the man with leprosy. The healing of the centurion servant. Then that great scene on the sea that precedes our Gospel today. Seasoned fishermen out in the sea, a storm raging. Maybe some of you are watching or by a lake now. Imagine 40, 50 knot winds howling. The seas boiling, the pit, the boat pitching and yawing. Seasoned fishermen frightened for their life. And in a moment, in a moment, Jesus calms the storm. Not a gradual calm, like most fishermen, men of the outside, they would know, well, storms start to work, you know, when they start to leave, the winds start to die down, the water slowly settle. No, this said everything got calm. That's what struck them this instantaneousness of the control of the weather. Who is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? So they had a moment of frightfulness. Jesus did not stop the storm before it happened. He got into the boat with him knowing that they're going to face the storm. Only to show them that he's there in the midst of the storm with them. And only He can bring the calm. Only He can bring the peace. They get to the other side after that great experience and they're met by two possessed men. So vicious, no one can travel in that area. Jesus didn't calm the scene before He got His apostles there. He let them enter into the difficulties, let them enter into the trials. Because without that, there's going to be no growth. If we don't know how to enter the, the struggles and difficulties, we're not going to know how to respond in a Christian manner. We have to be faced with it. Living a life in Shangri-La without any challenges means no growth. And so he brings them in. He lets them experience these vicious men. But because he is God... And demons can't be in his presence, they leave. And the men see this that where there is God, there is peace. Where there is God, there is calmness. When there is God, there is the casting out of demons. It doesn't mean things go away instantaneously all the time, but with God, the things are possible. So he's teaching them to lean into it. 
You're going to have to live with this the rest of your life. He says, as I've said many times in John's Gospel, in the world you're going to have troubles. But be brave, for I've overcome them. But then he teaches them one more thing. While they're there, and these two men are healed, and, the, and all, those, those, that, all that good food is gone into the lake, you know, the bacon, the baby back ribs, all that stuff is gone. They take to their heels. They bring back the rest of the townsmen. And what do they do? Upon seeing Jesus, and probably no doubt what happened with these two men, they ask God to leave. They ask God to leave. Did Jesus say, no, I'm here to fight, and I'm going to fight all the way? No, he didn't. He respected their free will. And he and the apostles retreated. So Jesus is telling us that there are going to be times that we're not going to be able to stay in it. There are going to be times when with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and this is where we have to grow in maturity in our spiritual life, no win to speak, and know when to remain quiet. Jesus left. He could have stayed and made the whole town do whatever. He had the power of the heavenly host behind him. He was God. But they asked him to leave, and God left. He took the apostles with them. He would tell the apostles when he commissioned the twelve to go out, that you're to go out and you're, you're to bring about healings and you're to cast out demons and all these things. And when you go into a house, you say, peace be with you. Peace be to this house is the words. And if the house is worthy, the home is worthy, the peace remains. And I always do that when I go into houses. I'm crossing the threshold of your homes. I'm always saying, peace be to this home. But then he says, if they don't receive you, when you leave, shake the dust off your feet as a sign against them. You can't force them. You have to respect their free will. And so as we're going on and we're living our lives, we know we're going to come across great struggles and difficulties, that we're not going to live in Father Michael's Shangri-La in eastern Washington down in the Tannum Road. That paradise is on the other side the other side of our Lord's second coming. But for now, we have to learn to lean into the struggles. But lean into them, not of our own strength, but the strength of God. Not of our own will, but the will of God. Everything we should be thinking and doing needs to be with the mind and the will of God. Not my will, but your will. And so this requires us to have, as I said, that deep sense of a spiritual life within us. We, we're not going to be able to survive this if we're not solid in our faith, if we're not having a strong sense of how the Spirit is moving within us. So we've got to calm down the anxieties, the, 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 all the anger, anything that might be raging in our head, because that's not of God. God is not a God of chaos, but a God of peace. And it's only from that posture of a peaceful heart, a calm mind, that we can begin to perceive the promptings of the Holy Spirit so that we can do what we're called to do 
engage as we're called to engage. And those times when we have to say, okay, I've got to shake the dust off of my feet and leave, then we shake the dust off of our feet and we leave. The devil is having his time. And the Christian life that you and I lived 20 years ago, we know is gone. Even five years ago is gone. Even six months ago is gone. It'll never be the same. And it's only going to get worse in the coming years. I don't mean to be a negative person, but just that you can see the trend. The pendulum's going the other way. And we're going to be a small remnant. But that's okay. Because if we know that God is here, the God that calmed the seas, the God that cast out demons, is the same God that dwells in my heart. We can make it. We can survive. And you know what? We might even do some good and bring others to salvation because they see the manner of life in which we're living, that we have such conviction that we're calm in the midst of the storm. We have such conviction that the raging of the demonics don't frighten us. Shangri-La, in my place, is just a nice mental escape. Walden, too, is a pathetic attempt to try to create something of the same thing. The only true paradise, the only true Shangri-La, the only true utopia is in the heavenly kingdom. And so we need to stand up and fight for it, but with calmness and peace. Knowing when to go and when not. Learning to discern the Spirit in all our actions. This is our time now. This is our time. This is what we were born for. And so the world is going to rage around us. But the ship the church, our little parish, will remain calm. And we will trust in the living God, who said, I will be with you always into the end of time. Be not afraid. Christ is your Shangri-La. Christ is your utopia. Christ is your paradise, and he's in your midst. So take courage and comfort. And be brave. For Christ, the same one that was with the apostles, is with you and I this moment. And will be with you when you leave to go to your homes. And will be with you when you're at your grocery stores. And will be with you when you cross the streets. And will be with you when you're faced with difficulties of people who are throwing slanders at you. He will be with you in all of that. But He is your peace. He is your hope. And He is your goal. Glory to Jesus Christ.